77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Eddie Cazera used to love the Harry Harrison Beatles breakfast, Lewis. 9.30 on your rainy, too. I'm sick of the rain, too. My God, it's enough, like every day. When did I move to Seattle or London? It'll be sunny. It's going to be like 76 degrees on Monday, then go back to the beach. So I had Norman Seabrook here on Friday. I mentioned that earlier. He was the head of the union for 21 years. The uh, Department of Corrections overlooked uh, almost 20,000 men, I believe. Him and I always talking about, you know, Molina wanted to quit. That's the rumor. Molina wanted to quit. And Eric Adams said you can't. And we're always talking about, you know, the uh, the jail system. Remember a couple of weeks ago, the big fight. Eric Adams wants to keep it here. But then there's uh, folks who want uh, the federal people to take over the jail system. And uh, Bernie Carrick, who was police commissioner back on 9-11, and remains a uh, great American, terrific guy, with Rudy all the time. In fact, there's a picture right here in the studio. Just look to my left. I just saw this. A black and white photo from uh, days after 9-11 with Bernie Carrick, not McGurk. Bernie, Rudy Giuliani, a fireman, and George Bush. When you talk about guys that were in control that day, those days, man, were they ever. And Bernie's always saying to me, listen, Sid, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear the excuses. Can't get it done. Yeah, you can. We did it. The city was a mess. We did it. No more excuses. And he sent me this column, New York Times yesterday, an iron hand at Rikers Island drastically reduces violence. And I think you should all read it. But to tell you about it, here he is, my friend, former Commish Bernie Carrick, brought to you by Peerless Boilers, mind you, Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. They build the world's best boilers, peerlessboilers.com, paviliontankless.com. Bernie, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Did I set that up well? Have you not said to me time and time again, you don't want to hear we can't do it because, according to you, and you're right, of course, we did it. We did it. Yeah, listen, whether it's crime reduction in the cities, uh, the reduction in shootings or murders, uh, or, or uh, the, jail, uh, the jail system in New York City, there's no excuses for these things not to be running in tip-top shape um, because, number one, under Giuliani between 1994 and 2002 when he walked out the door, um, we had the most substantial reductions in violent crime and murder in the United States. And we had either, either, even a bigger achievement, if you will, in the reductions in violence and the renaissance in Rikers Island. We went from, you know, 150 uh, stabbings and slashings per month down to one. We reduced uh, inmate violence by 20, 93%. We reduced overtime spending by 40%. We reduced um, assaults on staff by 60%. Um, You know, it was done under Giuliani. And this is at a time, uh, Sid, keep in mind, my daily population at Rikers when I was commissioner 
was running around 20,000 um, per day. That was my daily population. That's what we had in custody, 20,000 inmates. We were bringing in 133,000 admissions per year. Today, they got 4,000, 5,000 inmates. Wow. I don't get it. I don't understand why they why they can't get the violence under control. Well, let's talk I, about well, – You well, know what? Yeah. Go, go, go no, ahead. I was going to ask you – I don't get it either. I mean, clearly they got 20% of the folks that you had and 100 times more of the problems. So without going into the whole Times article, you were there, you did it. Can you tell the folks in, uh, in a Monarch Note version some of the things that you did to ensure those types of numbers, which were great? Well, the, the first thing you have to do is you have to hold the inmates accountable. And it's just like holding criminals accountable in the street. New York City is not doing neither one of those. You know, when I took over Rikers, we would have slashings and stabbings, maybe, you know, 100 a month, 150 a month. And I would say to these guys, you know, what happens to these inmates now? What do we do? They said, well, we put them in segregation or solitary confinement. I know, but what about criminal charges? Well, we don't. the Bronx doesn't do that. Oh, really? So I went to the Bronx DA. I went to the mayor. If you commit a crime, a violent crime in the streets of New York City, you get arrested. But you mean to tell me that if you commit a violent crime in the jail system, you don't get arrested? You could do what you want, and that's what was going on. So we started holding the inmates accountable. We started holding the staff accountable and making people do the jobs they were sworn to do. You know, I've seen these stories time and time again, and maybe I watch too much TV. I don't know, Bernie. You know, I'm not nearly as smart as you guys, but you know these uh, the folks, and I and I, you know, I love cops. Nobody loves cops more than me. I hate to malign any cops, whether it's guys on the street, COs, you name it. But stories about uh, some of the guys who work in there handing out drugs, some of the guys who work in there having sex with the inmates, uh, men and women, and I don't know if that's uh, running rampant these days or not, but that's been an issue. I don't know if that was an issue when you took over, and if it was. Forget about the inmates. What did you do about that? Well, it's, listen, those kind of things always pop up from time to time, but they pop a lot. They pop up a lot less if you're doing something about them, and it has to be dramatic. You can't have officers bringing in drugs and things like that to inmates because it not only endangers the inmates, it endangers staff as well. So. You, you've got to get rid of that. You've got to get the weapons out of the system. And and that's what we were doing. You, you know, this thing about having sex with inmates, when an officer has sex with an inmate, you've got to put them away. Worse, it, That's one of the worst things that could happen in an institution. Because, you know, some of these officers would say it was voluntary. It's not voluntary when you have an inmate that is in custody. That's not voluntary. No, clearly they're (laughs) they're being incarcerated. You know, it's kind of like Monica Lewinsky. That really wasn't voluntary either, even though she wanted to do it. She was a kid and he was the president. And I like Bill, but let's be honest. All right, let's get to uh, what they're doing today compared to what you did. You laid out what you guys did. You had these great numbers uh, today with, again, 20% of the population of inmates that you had, there were issues almost every day. And, again, there were rumors that Molina wanted to quit. So what are they doing wrong today? Well, I think what they're doing wrong is, what, what, first and foremost, de Blasio several years ago took away 
um, basically administrative segregation um, and segregated units. You have gang members running around pretty much controlling the environment today. When they act up and they get out of hand, they have to go into uh, a segregation unit. Uh, you can call it solitary confinement. You can call it administrative seg. You can call it a number of different things. But the bottom line is they have to be segregated from the rest of the institution. Anytime somebody's a threat to the institution, a threat to themselves, a threat to the an escape risk, they have to go to solitary. They stopped doing this five years ago, and if you go back in time when they stopped doing this, I said publicly they're going to have massive spikes in violence if they don't control that atmosphere, and and they did. Immediately, they did. Immediately. So you, you've got to have more searches for weapons. You've got to give the officers the authority to use force when necessary. The COs in the institutions today are scared to death to use force, scared to death because they're afraid of being prosecuted. They don't prosecute the inmates, but they prosecute the staff. It's just like in the streets of the city. Cops are afraid to do their job because they're afraid of these prosecutors. Yep. True. They have, uh, they have no qualified immunity, and, and the truth is that politicians and people in the city hate them, and it's grotesque, and it's not right. So when things are going well at Rikers, I guess you can commend the mayor, like you've done with Giuliani, even though you were running it. And when things aren't going well, I guess you can blame the mayor. Ultimately, who does get the blame if Rikers is a mess? Well, listen, uh, the mayor gets the, the the mayor gets the blame. The mayor's responsible. You know, Giuliani used to have a thing on his desk: the buck stops here. Well, that's the bottom line. The buck stops here. He appoints commissioners to do a job. He expect, expects them to do that job. If they don't, they've got to be held accountable. And I can promise you, as Giuliani did, if somebody failed in controlling Rikers, he would get rid of them. If somebody failed in the police department, you get rid of them. You can't let it continue. And, you know, Mayor Adams has to realize that. Mayor Adams worked for Giuliani. He has to realize that. If it was up to you, would the jail system remain under Eric Adams' eye here in this city or be under federal watch? No, you know what, Sid? All this federal watch stuff is ludicrous. The feds can't do no better of a job at controlling and running Rikers than the people at Rikers. The COs know their job. Let them do their job. Make sure the laws are in place to allow them to do the job. Let them go do their job. The feds can't. You think the Bureau of Prisons, <laughs> the Department of Justice <laughs> Bureau of Prisons, is run better than Rikers? No, it's not. No, it's not. So it's ludicrous for somebody to say, oh, the feds are going to come in and take over. No, they're not. They're going to appoint monitors to monitor and control things that go on within the system. Those monitors are going to make a fortune, but the feds aren't running the system. They're overseeing it, and it's nonsense. Put the commissioner in place and let him do his job. How crazy is it, Bernie Kerrick, that there are actually people who want to get rid of Rikers? I mean, I, I've been saying this. I know Cash Matiti's talked about the migrants, but I've been saying for the longest time, you've got enough acreage there for three groups of people, three, and you can separate them all, criminals, illegals, and homeless. I put them all on Rikers Island, and yet there are folks who just want to get rid of it. How insane is yeah, that? That, that that's, that's completely insane. Just getting rid of it for, from the perspective of 
having a jail system is insane, right? That that was a stupid idea when it started. But you've got 16,000 beds on Rikers. 16,000 beds on Rikers. You have another 5,000 beds in, in, the, uh, in the five boroughs, really in the four boroughs, because Staten Island doesn't have a jail. So you've got plenty of room. You've got plenty of room for the prison system, for the jail system. You've got plenty of room for illegals that wind up in New York City. Why they're putting them in the Roosevelt Hotel and these other hotels and letting them destroy the city itself, I don't know. Hard to uh, hard to give a real logical answer behind that. I mean, it just and you know I'm trying here. You know, Bernie, you know that I was friendly with Eric, and and then I wasn't. And we did talk the last couple of days. He's going to make his return to this program by the end of the week because I think it's important whether you like him or not that he has a conservative voice in his ear, that he has a Giuliani guy, if you will, in his ear. And I think Rudy would agree because or else he's got a bunch of ass kissers and yes men on the other side. That doesn't work. So I am willing to do that. Plus, he's not a bad guy, to be honest. Uh, so I'm willing to do that to try to help out the city and my people. I am. But I just can't figure out how he is beating his chest. He sent me a very nice text, for example, two days ago, and unprovoked told me he's doing a great job. And um, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Well, it's, you know what? You know what's it, it, it's sort of delusional. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, he's got a bunch of people around him, around him, as you said, telling him, you know, he, they're, they're yes men, right? Somebody should be whispering in his ear, hey, dude, listen, The at the end of the day, the people of New York City are suffering. I told him that. They're suffering. I, told, I said to him, and I said, the city gotta, is still a mess. I understand that. Yeah. No, I told him that. I said, the city is still a mess. And he said, listen, uh, most cities uh, need work. There's no question about it. He didn't say the city was perfect to his credit. He said most major cities need work. I'm not saying we don't. But he was certainly willing to give himself more credit than I was, <laughs> as you can imagine. All right, so in wrapping up this uh, terrific conversation, again, the story in the New York Times reads, an iron hand at Rikers Island drastically reduces violence. The great police commissioner, and I mean it, and uh, a great American, the terrific guy, Bernie Kerrick's recommendations on how to fix What's a broken system with 20% of the inmates Bernie had 20 years ago, two or three, or what? Listen, all, all they have to do is go back in time, Sid, and, uh, and look at the policies we put in place, whether it was ComStat in the police department in reducing crime and murder and violence, or whether it was what we were doing in the jails. All the, the policies were there. All they have to do is go back and do it over again. That's all they got to do. Why they won't do it, you know, who knows? I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, I honestly, I think this stuff is intentional. I think for some reason they want this chaos. Don't tell me that it's it has to be because we've done it. We did it over and over and over again. And keep in mind, Bloomberg carried on the same policies in the NYPD with Ray Kelly, and the crime continued to drop. Right. But clearly you don't get it. I mean, clearly, Bernie, you don't get it. I mean, you're a white guy living in New Jersey, and you just don't understand that a lot of your tactics, whether it was stop and frisk or broken windows, were racist. You don't get it. Yeah, well, listen, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Worked. Bernie, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, though. They, they do yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could, they could say what they want. What they can't do is they can't change history. That's what they can't change.
Right. They and can't change history, and New York City was safer than ever prior to Giuliani and post-Bloomberg. It's never been safer than that 20-year period ever in the history of New York. Bernie, you're a great man. Thank you for coming on, as always. Really, really great job. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Sid. All right, buddy. Former police commissioner here in New York, Bernard Carrick.